Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. First and foremost, I'd like to give God all the glory for everything that he's done in my life thus far. You guys have been amazing with the outpour of support, and I want to thank you guys as well for just listening to my channel and following my channel. Um, It's just been truly amazing. It's more than I could ever have asked for. Um, With that being said, if it's your first time listening to my podcast channel, please follow and um, rate my show. You can leave me a message if you like on anchor.fm. And if you are a Spotify user, you can leave a comment that can be included or pinned to the to the show. Um, Anchor, however, has amazing tools where you can add hand claps. You can add um, a personal voicemail to me, like I said earlier, that can be used in the show, during the show, or even after the show. Your feedback is greatly, greatly appreciated. So guys, listen, I was thinking about our last episode and for me, it was just something amazing to listen back to. Although um, I do get to do the editing, sometimes you, you put stuff out there and you don't know how powerful that it may be for you or for someone. So it definitely um, was powerful for me. And from the feedback that I got from you all, it was also powerful for some other people as well. And, you know, time I put it out, um, it got 82 plays. So that was just, just wonderful and just awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the continued support. Um, with that being said, I want to uh, go into a part two if you will, with the um, segment to be or not to be submissive or mental abuse. As I was listening to it, um, God spoke to my heart and I was trying to think about what I was going to do next as far as um, my next episode. I have a whole list of things that I want to talk about, different encounters that I've had, with individuals, groups, or even my personal experiences. Um, But he led me to do a follow-up because the last segment, um, it kind of ventured off into more so mental and a lot of physical things. Um, And that's just how God gave it to me. So it wasn't how I wanted to present it, but I'm glad that he did present it that way because it reached a lot of people. However, I want to tap into what the original um, episode was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about mental abuse with women, mental or physical abuse. Um, So today I want to kind of tap into just for the females and and, you know if I have any males definitely you're welcome but just for the females on 
uh, the mental abuse part because I think a lot of it stemmed around if you were in a relationship, whether it be being married or just dating someone. Um, And I want to kind of talk today about how we can mentally abuse ourselves and how people can plant ideas and when we take on their ideas, their behaviors and and how we take on um, things that we have in our mind and let them fester um, that causes us to have um, some mental mental challenges going on up there. And, and I do want to say this. I'm not talking about mentally disturbed, going crazy and things like that. I'm talking about taking care of yourself, pouring into yourself, pouring into yourself when you don't know how the bills are going to get paid or if your children or a child might be doing something that's bothering you that... Um, It may be per se, they're too old. And and as they like to tell us, I'm grown. This is my business that you're worrying about because you've been down that path or maybe um, on the job. Maybe, you know, you're not performing on the job because things at home um, is not going well for you. And we tend to take on a lot of stress. And a lot of stress will cause us to have um, heart attacks, strokes, um, just a genre of different things that it could do, trying to do too much. Because we as women, we think we're super women. We're there for everyone else. And when it comes to ourselves, we're last on the list of taking care of ourselves. So I want to ask you a question today, and I want you to seriously Think about it. Have you mentally checked on yourself? Have you looked yourself in the mirror and seriously looked at yourself today? And were you happy with with yourself? Not the things in your life, with yourself. Can you genuinely walk around and say, I'm happy with my lifestyle. I'm happy with my choices. I'm happy where I'm at in the place in my life. And I want you to think about that for a minute because all of us, it takes that. I had to do it myself um, a while back. I think it's been about a year now or maybe two. And I was still dealing with stuff. I was still trying to be the perfect mom. I was still trying to be the perfect employee. I was still trying to be the perfect wife. And I wasn't taking care of myself. And I looked in the mirror one day and I didn't like what I saw. And that goes back to um, even people pleasing, trying to please others and not pleasing ourselves. Um And I'm not just talking about, you know, taking a bath, lighting some candles, closing the door and tuning everybody out and you got your glass of wine or whatever your choice of drink may be. I'm talking about really taking a deep look inside of you, taking that walk or either um, putting on some music while you're at work or whether while you're cooking or cleaning and really 
self, do some self-reflection because we ourselves as women, we can mentally abuse ourselves with our thoughts, with our worry, with our concerns about things that we ourselves can't change. You know, the Bible says you can't change one cubit to your stature by worrying. So why do you do it? But we, as women, we are natural nurturers. So we like to nurture everything that comes into our life, whether it be our husband, our children, our jobs, or even the way we are performing and trying to, to, to strive to get to, get to that goal. Um, it, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur and you got something on the side that you're doing to generate money so that you can finally quit that job. We worry about so much stuff that we don't mentally take care of ourselves as well. And that gives the other parties time to come in our life, add on to all the other things that we are mentally stressed out about and add their problems. So now we're worried about their problems We're worried about our problems. So ladies, if you find yourself in this predicament, I strongly suggest just taking a long look in the mirror. And after you've done that, and if you're not pleased with your results, pull out you a pen and a piece of paper and write down the good and write down the bad. Don't try to tackle them all at once, but that's a start. And if your bad outweighs the good things that you have going on in your inner self, not your relationship with your kids, not your relationship with your husband, but the relationship that you have with yourself. If the good outweighs the bad, then so be it. Um, kudos to you, girl. You know, you're doing the right thing. You got your head on straight and, and, and all that good stuff. But if the bad outweighs the good, then we need to start somewhere. And by making that list, you can pick the smallest thing off the list to try to, to, try to change. Whether it be your behavior, whether it be... Um, the way you behave towards others, the way that you take on the stress that happens in life, because we all go there. We all have bills. How are we going to keep food on the table, especially for single single ladies out there that have children? Um, how are we going to keep the household at peace? And no arguing with our, our spouses. And we just have a whole genre of things that we go through that affects us mentally. So we can't take care of anybody else until we start taking care of some of the things that we have going on in our head mentally. And the funny thing about this is with me saying it, it took me a long time to get here. I had so many people in my life telling me that I could not change one thing that was going on in my life, whether it be paying a bill, putting food on the table, um, whether I was going to be able to make Christmas or back to school, or even after my kids got grown and moved out, the things that was going on in their life, 
that I thought wasn't productive for them. And I was taking on so much stuff, worrying about things that I couldn't change. I had to take a look in the mirror and I didn't really like what I saw. So I did this. I I made a list and I started with the smallest thing and it was checking myself, checking on myself. I didn't like the way the worry was making me uh, look older. I didn't like how I was feeling and my body started to respond to those things. I started having panic attacks out of nowhere. Um, I had a panic attack so badly one time that I actually thought I was having a heart attack and I ended up at the ER and unbeknownst to me, it was a panic attack, but the panic attack was so strong it felt like a heart attack. I went to the doctor. They sent me to a specialist. While there, I was worried about the stress test and the, you know, how they hook you up to the each, what is it? I don't know, the little machine anyway, uh, the EKG machine. And um, its numbers was just off the chart, just going up and down, up and down. And they said, well, you know what? We need to send you to do all types of tests. So they sent me to do all types of tests. And I thank God that the test came back negative. But I had already started to change. That panic attack was an eye-opener for me. And I was already praying to God. I had already incorporated God in my life. But I was still worrying about the things that I couldn't change. So I started to reflect the other day about all of this rolled up in one. And I said, God, give me the right words to say um, to reach somebody that may be going through or have gone through things that I've gone through and let it open up their hearts and their mind and their spirit and kind of fester there. I know we all want to take care of bills. We all want to take care of our kids. We all want to do the right thing on our job. Um, We all want to be entrepreneurs. But we have to start with taking care of ourselves mentally and forgetting about the husband, forgetting about the kids and doing some type of uh, self-evaluation, self-care for yourself. And it does start with support from your family and your friends. Now, however, I will say this because this worked for me. I started praying. I started praying the Lord's Prayer, getting on my knees, finding a place in my home where I could not be disturbed. And I just went to God with a lot of it. But when I went to God with a lot of it, something would come out of the blue throughout the day that would negate me taking it to God in the first place and I started worrying all over again and my husband used to tell me all the time where is your faith God said that you need to have faith as small as a mustard seed and if you have faith as small as a mustard seed then he can work with that he can water that and then I also heard a segment um from a prominent preacher that I listened to where he was saying that our tears actually water our seeds. So I started to pray. I started to to develop my faith, but it wavered a lot. It wavered a lot. When I tell you guys, 
it wavered a lot. I had my days where I was great and I was good and I was uh, praying and I read a little bit out of the word and it was a happy day and I put on my praise and worship music and that day was fine. Then the next day I may wake up and, and pray and something happened and I lose my faith. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, where is God? And at that same token, why did I pray if I was going to negate it and say, where is God? So that went on for a few months. And I found myself in a place where as I kept practicing, taking care of myself, not tolerating certain things and certain people to come in my life, being consistent with a prayer, even if it was just five minutes a day, and actually practicing my faith, walking around talking to myself when a negative thought tried to come up against me, if I was worried about a bill or worried about the kids or even somebody else bringing their negativity into my life, I started to practice, okay, Victoria, you can't take that on. There's nothing you can do about it. And I still had days when I would say that to myself and still turn around and wary. So I say this to say it was a journey. And I thank God today that I found my my faith. But then I had to activate that faith with a little bit of patience. And I'm saying all this because that helps you mentally. It helps you mentally to change the things that you can change and the things that you can't change. You just can't worry about them. Now, I mentioned earlier um, a support group or getting you some mental health or, or doing a mental self-check with yourself. Start with your self-check. And if there's some things that you can change after you make that list, by all means, do it. I don't care if it's a walk on your day off or your drive home, listen, listening to something that will help motivate you, whether it be music, a podcast, uh, a gospel show. Start with yourself to get your, your mind lined up with your heart and your spirit so that you can mentally work on that part. If your situation is too far gone where you're really messed up and you feel like you need to talk it out with somebody, I would say seek professional help. And I wanted to be able to bring you guys some information about that. Um, And I really couldn't find anything other than um, it saying that there's a lot of free um, support groups out there. Um, I went on to GoodRx and they said there's a a couple of free mental health support groups that are free. Um, You can do it personally or you can do it virtually. And it helps with everything from PTSD to work stress and etc. Also, it was saying that like... I know, for instance, um, you don't have to have Medicare to for the state to give you um, free um, help with any mental issues that you, you may have. And I want to make this very clear. I'm not talking about mentally disturbed where you're going out there and you're having thoughts of, 
of killing somebody or or doing something to yourself. I'm talking about mentally um, getting your mind back into focus and what your priorities should be in life, not worrying about the little things that you cannot change. That's what I'm talking about. Um, And as far as, like I was saying about church, maybe... Church could be your support group. Maybe if you do have a church that you attend, find out if they have support groups. And not only find out if they have support groups, even if they don't have a support group. There's so many different things that you could be doing with your time that you can get involved in in church that will take your mind off of the things that you can't change, whether it be that bill, whether it be that kid, whether it be that job. There's a small place for you to be in the church somewhere and just doing something productive, even if it's just giving back an hour of your time when you have free time. Now, mind you, I do know us women, I said it before, we have a lot on our plate. We, we take on a lot of things because we think we're superwoman. But at the end of the day, you have to set aside that time for you. Because you are not going to be any good for anybody else if you don't get yourself, if you don't bring yourself under, under mental submission. You have first got to get yourself together. We as women, whether it be for our kids, a sister, or a friend, we are very good at giving out advice to somebody else in their situation when we're not mentally taking care of our own situation. And I think that's just an outlet for us because when we start to get into other people's business or trying to give them advice, it takes our mind off our own situation. So uh, for nothing else, try to get yourself somewhere in a mental better place before you start giving out advice to others or before you start entertaining others. And um, I said this before and I will say it again. Be careful who you seek support from. Even with your friends and your family members, you have those friends that you may have been friends with for years. But sometimes some of those friends that we say are friends, they are really underlying associates that we have been around our entire life and we're calling them our besties or uh, my good friend for a long time. And those underlying associates, sometimes they don't have our best interests at heart. So when we start sharing things with them, like uh, our mental stability and where we're at mentally, some of those friends have underlying jealousies. They can be as good as they want to be for you as far as loaning you money or helping you out with food or picking up your kids from school or keeping your kids and all the things that they can be as a wonderful person. But one thing that I do know, when you have a lot of friends, not somebody that you've grown with, that knows you like a sister, like a brother, some of those friends that's been hanging on to you for a very long time, They don't have your best interests at heart and there is some underlying jealousy there and they don't like growth. So they're not going to tell you anything that's going to add value to your mental status anyway. So when I say if you're not at the point where you need professional help, where you think that you need to go and sit down 
and talk to a therapy. If you have that close friend that no matter what, you can confide in and you have confided in them before and they have nothing that you ever said to them has left, left their lips and being put out there into society, then that's a good friend to, to draw off some support. Go to that person and tell them, you know what? I did a mental self uh, check, health check on myself. And sister, I need you to pour into me. I need you to pour into me. If nothing else, I just need you to listen. I need you to hear me vent. Because like I said before, the men in our life, they don't want to hear a bunch of venting. They call it complaining and whining and this, that, and the third. And they don't go through their emotions like we go through emotional stuff. They don't carry a lot of emotional baggage around with them. That's why it's so easy for them to jump in and out of relationships because they don't carry around the emotional stuff. And it's almost like it's a cold feeling. So for nothing else, if you have that girlfriend or maybe that sister that you can confide confide in and you don't feel like it's that serious for you to talk to a therapist, then by all means do that. With that being said, I do think that we all from time to time need to check in with a mental, a professional, a mental therapist that we can unload to. And that's why I said support groups. If you can find your free support group, um, a free therapist, something where you can go where nobody knows you and you can just let your hair down and get rid of all that garbage and come back and be the best you that you can be for yourself and everybody else around you. I kind of want to tap into something that is going to kind of rear off, but it is going to, it's going to be beneficial for all my women out there that believe that there is a God in heaven and up above and that his son, Jesus Christ, came, died on the cross for us, and rose on the third day. Start with prayer. Even if it's five minutes a day on your way to work, or while you're in the shower, getting ready for work, or whatever your day is, or even if you're washing dishes, start with a prayer and ask God to help you with your unbelief. Ask him to help you with your faith. Ask him to start helping you as small as a mustard seed. And I will say this, it's not going to come fast. Having faith, it takes a lot to have faith and stand on God's word when you're going through it. But I promise you, if you stay consistent at it, it does work. The next thing you're going to have to do, ladies, is you're going to have to ask him for a little bit of patience because if that utility bill is due on Monday and your checking account is on zero, that's when that faith is going to kick in. You're going to have to ask him for a little bit of patience, but you're probably still going to have to put some work in because the Bible does say faith without works is dead. But I promise you, if you stay faithful to that prayer and faithful to who you know God to be in your life, he's going to send somebody along to help you, either point you in that right avenue or even give you the money out of their own pocket. I promise you that. And none of this faith, patience is going to come come in your life overnight. But when it does come, 
you're going to be like I was sitting on the side of my bed saying to myself, wow, God, the things that I was asking you for, the patience, the faith, the understanding, God, are you listening to me? The things that I was asking him for, I woke up months and months later and found out that I did have patience, that I did have faith. And once I got off those two things out of the way, then God started to work with me on wisdom and understanding and knowledge. So here's my thing for all my beautiful black ladies out there. Let's start there. And every day in my segments when I come on, I'm going to ask you, If you poured into yourself or if you poured into your sister today. Now, mind you, I still want us as older women pour into our younger girls so that they have an opportunity to live the best life that they can possibly live. So they don't have to go through some of the mental and physical challenges that we have gone through. And yes, they are hard-headed. But you find that one on the job or in your family and just keep pouring into them. And I promise you, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make a difference in somebody's life. And they're going to love you for that when it's all said and done. That's my time, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, if you haven't already, follow, 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 share, 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 and let's get positive feedback out there into our community. Ciao for now.